You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Avram Kivilevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Shalom. So I'm here sitting in the sukkah of the Leonardo Plaza Hotel because I'm here in a very rowdy Leonardo Plaza Hotel, a Plaza Hotel that's rocking and rolling. And it's rocking because of all the, I guess, perhaps we would say dozens and dozens of refugees. People are coming from the south of Eretz Yisrael who have been really, unfortunately, driven out of their homes. And as I mentioned earlier in the podcast today, because of the great largesse and chesed, so many people are being able to stay here uh, as my neighbors here together in the Leonardo Plaza Hotel. And I corralled two of them. It wasn't easy. But I used my tactics to corral them. I'm here with a husband and wife team that uh, I know are great. There is Shachal and Lian Shalom. Everybody knows, of course, Shalom means peace, any person. And that is, of course, something that we're all being misfollowed and we know how fragile and difficult it is to achieve. And Shachal and Lian uh, have told me that they came from uh, Kfar Maimon. Uh, Shachal and, and Lian spent some years in, in America I, I'm supposed to apologize for their English, but I actually told them that if they would speak like Lawrence Olivier uh, and Meryl Streep, then nobody would believe that I actually had real Israelis here. So Shachar, uh, tell me, tell me a little bit about the city that, that you're, you had to evacuate, the city called Kfar Maimon. So tell me about it. Actually, Kfar Maimon is a moshav, a, a agriculture moshav that we work, uh, Grow uh, vegetables. We grow uh, specifically cherry uh, tomatoes, and also we have uh, some uh, goats and uh, stuff and goat like milk. this. Yeah, goat so you milk. Goat milk there. Yes, there. So I'm only seven kilometers from Gaza Street. We live there for seven years right now. Where did you move from? Uh, we moved Gaza. from. We actually we live uh, before that in uh, Atlanta in, uh, in uh, Atlanta in my yes. neck of the woods in Atlanta, yeah, Georgia. Yeah. In Atlanta, Georgia. Yes. So yeah. we, we was uh, we were in Atlanta for a while. Came, uh, for a while for two years in Atlanta, and before that we stay. We live so, in the. Let me just let me just stop here and explain to our listeners that Shlishim, of course, in this regard, means you came from Bnei Akiva. Yeah, no, actually, from the Mitzvot. Which is actually, of course, uh, we taught uh, Hebrew and uh, Judaic. Judaic studies in many of the schools yes. there. Sure. So, in other words, the Sochnut, uh, in, in cooperation with many schools in the United States, uh, sends teachers like yourselves. And before we get to the terror of, 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 of Shabbat, did you enjoy your stays in the United States? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And, and, and you came to appreciate, I hope, the love that is really so bowls over for Israel in America by American Jewry. You know, I know there's always the complaint. How come you don't come? You know, how come you make Aliyah? No, 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 we understand. We understand how difficult it is to, to make Aliyah. And everyone uh, on his own uh, time knows, knows when, when to come. When is the right time? Yes, well, it's interesting. Of course, we're, we're now in a time that might scare people off. And, and, and Shafar and Leon will tell you that I'm not lying in any way, every almost every faith I see of a displaced person here is smiling, is, is so appreciative that they are part of the Bnei Yisrael, despite the losses and things that they've seen. Now, Shachar promised me Nisim, so mm-hmm. get ready, folks. So tell us, Shachar, you, you basically are, have been, as you said, you've been working in, in uh, Kfar Maimon, mostly in the agricultural business. Yeah. Uh, and uh, 
Derakaga, by the way, we all know that the Gaza area is in many ways the, the fruit basket of, of Eretz Yisrael. So many wonderful fruits and vegetables come from that area. Mm-hmm. Everybody knew about the flowers, of course, that uh, was the big korban after the Malkut. But really, that whole area is a very fertile, wonderful area that the B'nai, that of course our people have used. And, 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 and that is one of, I, I know is going to be a problem the next couple of days, the shortages of things coming from that area. So actually right now in the supermarkets, they have a lot of the vegetables that they are, they don't have right now, like a carrot that it's growing kibbutzad and also the potatoes that they are in next to the Shlomit and the Sevel Shalom, the area next to Kerem Shalom, right next to the Gaza Strip, like four or five Kilometer from the Gaza Street. So, so are you expecting there to be shortages in the whole country because of the? There is. There already is. is. Already, the shortages already. are extreme. Yeah. I noticed when I went to the Supersol to uh, because uh, you know I wasn't given a free supper tonight, so I went to the Supersol to see what was going in there, and, the, and you can see that the shelves are somewhat empty. So let's let's get to, to I, again. I don't want to open up wounds, but you say there were miracles. What, 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 tell us what it was like on Shabbat during the Simchat Torah. Uh, it was on the night, it was uh, amazing uh, akafot. The night before. Yeah, the night before. It was amazing akafot. We celebrate with the Torah and actually we uh, dancing with the Torah and we don't know yet what's happened, what's going to do, what's going to, to be with, to the, be with Torah. the Sifra Torah and, and we know uh, in the morning. Usually we we know before then it's going to be something is going to happen that time what we it, it right. was like it completely completely, completely yes right so what i want to say that at the, at, at the night we were, we were celebrating we didn't even have any sense you know, at all clue that something is going to happen we didn't we didn't i mean usually when we know we we take the kids next to us you know it we was the, the window of the shelter and sure. everything and yeah. we don't know how many people live in Farman. Something like uh, two hundred uh, families. Two hundred families. Yeah. yeah. And most of them are like yourself. It's not the only people who came from other places in order in order to settle that spot, in order to to make sure that it's always going to be part of Eretz Yisrael. It's actually, it's a very it's a, an old uh, sixty years already. Yes, it's been there sixty years. Yes. So again, Friday night, it's Simcha as usual. We know around 6.30 is yes. when we heard the Azakot all over the country. Yes. And that, so, tell us what was going on. In- so at 6.30, 6.30 in the morning, the rocket uh, started to shoot on us. The Seva Adom is the alarm. And we know that something happened. We don't know yet what happened. We, so we called to the kids to the shelter, we stay in the shelter for a few uh, few minutes, and after that, uh, we actually know we need to go to the streets. Not that uh, they don't have anything. We wait. I told to my wife, I'm going to check if I can go to Shachrit, and I saw some uh, some people from my uh, moshav that they told me that right now we don't have we don't pray uh, Shachrit together. Each of one of us. Need to go back to the to the house and don't understand what what happened. And usually, if they go, if we have rockets, we don't go. We don't stay in, at home. Understand? We 
we we go to the uh, to the show. So, but we we hear it's like after a few minutes, seconds. few seconds, we hear helicopters in the sky, and we start to hear the the vulcan of the helicopter. They shoot shooting the from the helicopters. Okay. These, were, these were our helicopters? Or yeah, these were yeah, we are, yeah, this was the IDF's helicopters. Yeah, that's the IDF helicopter. We start to hear the bullets from the from the helicopter and we understand that something... It's not usual. It's not unusual. Do you understood that there was something on the ground. Yes. It wasn't just a rocket that was coming. No, and, and then the neighbor came and he told us to uh, turn on the, the phones and go, go, go to your house and close everything, shut the... Windows and we were there for the old Shabbat. We couldn't open anything. We, we were waiting for a, did, for a did, sign and then we understood that it's the mess. Did the terrorists actually, did they enter into Tarmaimon as so, well? Actually, Tarmaimon is in between which we know was the site of this massacre right. and Kibbutzad. And actually, Be'eri, Alumim, and Kibbutzad, they are in uh, one line. And we are like uh, something like two kilometers in. And we and know that the, all the terrorists, they were next to Farmaimon. They stay in the uh, cemetery in Farmaimon. And we saw two helicopters that they came to, uh, to the cemetery. To uh, engage them and get engage them yeah. and go down to put uh, the soldiers down. Right. After a few minutes that is that we uh, helicopters on the air, we saw that they go down and the terrorists try to to shoot on the helicopter. The one of the helicopters it it tried to escape and try to fly. So so Shachar. You, you saw, you and Rian saw this helicopter attack. You saw this happening. Yeah. So in other words, I guess what you're trying to say is, is that had that helicopter been shot down, then the terrorists would have gone into Farmaimon. So actually both of them, they tried to uh, land in, but one of them, when he saw the terrorist, he go up. He pulled, he pulled the helicopter he, he pulled up. up. And one of them, he tried to pull, pull him up. But he, he had uh, injured. Got they got hurt. The helicopter pilot himself was shot by the terrorists. Yes. So he. So the helicopter is the. So the landing. You saw the helicopter crash. It is it, not crashed actually. All the soldiers came out. It was one of the miracles. They go outside from the helicopter, but the helicopter burned. After that, the, all the soldiers came out from the helicopter. They start to fight with the, uh, with terrorists. And you were watching this. Yeah. Where were you watching this from? From the house. From the house. Because you could see it from your house. Yeah. You live so close to the cemetery yes. and you could see that. Yeah. It was a war, actually a war. It was a battle between the terrorists and the, the soldiers. And, and the soldiers. So and they, they were the, they were the line of defense between the terrorists and the 200 families right. in Kfar Maimon. Yes. It was a, that was a miracle because if the two helicopters, they, not, they, not, they don't came, so actually the terrorists, they would, would, have, they would have come in and, 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 and reap the same type of slaughter yes. they reaped everywhere. So, the, so the, those helicopters that arrived were like Malachi Menamala. 
they were Gabriel and Rafael that came down and made sure that, that for Maimon, at least in terms of human lives, was spared. So th- there were no people killed in Kfar Maimon? One of the soldiers. One of the soldiers uh, died on Kiddush Hashem. Uh, yes, died on Kiddush Hashem. He was a Mempei in uh, Nahal. It was a Sayeret Nahal. Sayeret Nahal. His father lives in Kfar uh, uh, He got married and he lives in Tumis. And and my son was my son was in Nahal. My son served in Nahal, so I'm very proud of that of that group. But after the terrorists saw that, that how fiercely the city was defended by those helicopter sold those soldiers out of the helicopter, they decided not to attack Farmaimon. Oh, and they got cut. Some of them got cut. Terrorists were caught. Yes, they were in Farmaimon. They, they were on the fence. They were on the fence. Yeah. Uh-huh. And and who was it that was ten, was it the security forces? From from the Moshav. Oh, from the Moshav. In other words, some of some of some of the some of the civilians yes. from Moshav who had their own neshek. Right. We have Kitat Konenot. You know what right. it is, what it is. You have you have private defense, right? Yes. People, I'm sure everybody. Look, my son, my son carries a, a gun. I'm sure everybody on the Moshav who's like an adult, like Shachar, I'm sure carries a gun. So actually, uh, we not carry the gun. You don't carry a gun. No. no. But there were some people armed in. In yes. yes. So why have you been evacuated then? Because the, the the whole area became to be a war area. Oh, because it's because it's a war zone. Even the cities yes. that were spared the horrors of your neighbors. No, but still there is some terror. Right, some right, terror coming there, right. Because they haven't caught. They haven't been able yeah. to track all the tunnels. They're still they're still coming out. Therefore, almost all of those families left. And how did you come to be here, my neighbor here in in the in, in this Plaza Hotel? How did that happen? Was there a- so some of the donors from uh, United States? He donates uh, rooms for all the people in Farmaimon uh, to stay here during not the Shabbat. Just, not just Farmaimon. There is some of other uh, yeah, places. some other places, but and some donors. From, it might be a, it might be a collection of donors, right? Yes, maybe a collection of donors from the uh, United, United States. States. Yes, and I think we have to we have to stress this, you know, especially if mo- a lot of our listeners are from the United States, the tremendous sitnadvut, the tremendous amount of tzedakah that's been given consistently, and, and I, of course, I remember, of course, even in the even in the in the '67 war, '73. I remember the types of tzedakot that I went as a little boy to go and collect in 67. In 73, I was in Shiva, but I wasn't able to go collect. But I remember the types of monies that have always been raised. And there's a reason. There's a reason why all those chutzniks have to live there and make money. Right? <laughs> this way they were able to provide free housing here for you. And also, of course, it's room and board. Now, I saw, I mentioned to, to Shachar that I saw uh, distinct Khardal look. So it sounds like the Moshav is, is not just one stripe of uh, no, no. It's sort of a mix, right? Yes, it yes. is. So. It's a beautiful mix of brothers and young, young, young generation. Would you say it's, would you say it's a Khard that's basically Tati? Yes, yes it is. It's Dati. completely Dati. It's, it's closed on Shabbat. Mm-hmm. So you do have Hardalniks who are there, yes. Bishita, like yes. Bishita of the Yehuda Cook and the others that, yes. of what they're doing there. And how would you, how would you describe yourself in Hanah? 
modern orthodox. Modern orthodox. Yeah. Elkanah, do you want do you want to add something about what you remember from Shabbat? How you feel? Um, it was very scary. There were a lot of terrorists there. That there's like um, times this week that uh, terrorists uh, tried to come in to that area. Fire my one. But they got caught on fence and they got killed or caught to, to prison. Yes. A lot of, uh, yeah. a lot, a lot of, uh, yeah. How you protect yourself? <laughs> tell, <laughs> tell us how you protect yourself. Yes. Well, can I, you look, you look like you're older. You. I'm 16. Oh, 16. So you still have about a year and a half or two. Yeah, but uh, I'm in a, in a military school. Wow. Yeah. Where is that? It's in Mexico. Yeah. Oh, it's exactly where my son lives. Oh, really? My son lives in Kiryagat, in Karmagat. Do you, do, they, do you know what unit you're going to serve in, or that's going to be served by someone else? It's not my decision, but... Uh, you want to be in some fun? No. No. <laughs> no. More than that. Yeah. You want to, what do you want to be? You want to be Sayer Makkah. Sayer Something like that. I have to say, by the way, I just want to interrupt you. One of, as I was coming up here, I saw three blonde girls who told me they had just visited their father on the base and he's from the, he's from the Dubani. I don't know if you know who I'm talking about. They, they, they gone to see him today. And, uh, so I know that that is one of the most unique and the highest echelon of of divisions, yeah. The Dudvanim. Oh, can I? What does Dudvanim do? What do they have? A couple, a, a couple things, areas, and uh, that they uh, See, involved in. Involved in. Yes. Uh, go undercover uh-huh. and go into. In other words, they might disguise themselves. And, yeah, they disguise. You're not gonna. You're not gonna get away with it, though. You look too Ashkenazi. <laughs> they have a lot of Ashkenazi yeah. in there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They don't look like uh, Arabs, but they have yeah. some techniques that they can. So basically, kind of, you're ready to fight. You're ready to fight. Yeah. <laughs> yes. His mother is not ready. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But you, you knew he was a descendant of the school. Well, it's my father, but it, it was because my uh, uncle. My brother, His, my mom's uh, brother. He was. Uh, he also went to. He did the commander of, of all, got, all the area of that country. So, so Leon, here we have here. Leon's brother is the commander of that whole, the whole area, the, which is now um, there's hundreds of thousands of troops there. I have to tell you that today, uh, I attended this. You, I was a yeshiva by. On the street called Heyayan Chet. Heyayan Chet, of course, is a very famous street where the 78 Korbanov were slaughtered by the Arabs many years ago. There was a big yeshiva, there was a yeshiva there, which came in and killed them all. And there's yeshiva there now. And it's for mostly American boys. So I came there, one of my, one of my, uh, one of my students has become a Rosh Yeshiva. I'm very proud of him. And to you, a boy from America, about a couple years older than you, had made a siyum on Tuba Sefer. And, uh, after the, after the siyum was, after the Nigmara, uh, the mood, we sang, we danced. And after the dancing, people drank of the Chayim. And, um, the siyum was a Mesechet Tanit Vechagiga. The last lines of Mesechet Vechagiga are about 
Omer Rish Lakish. Of course, everybody knows who Rish Lakish was. So Rish Lakish, one of the great Amalraim, he said that Ein Or Gehenam Sholet Afil Beposhe Yisrael Begufam. That even someone who wrote, the Or of Gehenam can't really, it can burn him, but it cannot overtake him. It cannot be Sholet on him. And Rish Lakish proves it from the Mizbeach Hazav. Mizbeach Hazav, you know, was in the Hechal. There were two Mizbechot. There was Mizbeach Hazav. Mizbeach Hazav. Mizbeach Nechosh Mizbeach Hazav. That, of course, was used every single day, not just on Yom Kippur. That's where the Ketoret. And we know that the thickness of the Mizbeach was only Ka'ove Dinao. was only like the thinness of, of a Dinao. And yet, and there was Esh every day, and, it, and nothing happened. So if a thin Ove Dinao is able to survive Esh, for sure, so that was the Messiah said. But I said, we just heard those words. I said, I want everyone to know that even no matter who the Chayalim are, that first of all, they are Tzadikim. And no matter what their lives were, they are Malayam Mitzvot Kirimon and the Or of Gehenam which was unleashed. If anyone wants to know what the aura of Gehenam was, that was what's on Shabbat. The type of Ritzichot, the type of Rigot, it wasn't just rockets. It was the fire of hellish, hellish terrible beings. That was the aura of Gehenam. And I said, it can't be Sholem. And I said, we all have to be, we have to meet Palel for them. We have to know that they are doing our Shlichut. They are, no matter who they are, they are and we have to be with them, love them, think of them constantly, always. Of course, I said it's not enough for us to say "Achenu Kobes Yisrael Anatu Mitzrayim B'Shivya Om Ben Bayam or Ben Bayabasha." We have to be people like your people under and people like those helicopter fighters that that saved your lives. And that, those are the Nisim that you saw. It's something. Hopefully, they will have the soldiers to live up to it. All right. I want to thank the Shalom family. Mm-hmm. I, you know, the, uh, and Shalom has been brought to us and I've, and I've brought Shalom family to you. All those people in your field, write out the check, boys and girls. The, the soldiers need a tremendous amount. They're running out of food, running out of munition. And the people who have faced as we heard, shortages are, are, are coming. And it's, it's the tfilot books and all those counts and all that, all that bar mitzvah money and bat mitzvah money that it can be now put in very, very use. See you next time. Okay. Thanks everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you liked what you heard. If you did, please take a moment to share this or any of the many episodes available on our platform with friends in order to help grow our community. Until next time, Shalom. Shalom.